I'm Reinhard Roll and I'm a psychology honors student at the University of the Free State. I'm only one member of the amazing team who created this podcast and it is my absolute privilege to communicate with you today. Welcome to our podcast which will be focusing on how to prevent burnout. We believe that the most valuable gift you can give yourself is being present in the moment. This entails allowing yourself to take a breath and regain the positive energy needed to function on a healthy, psychological and physical level. You might even notice the positive atmosphere it creates for those around you. The aim of this podcast is to encourage incorporating mindfulness, which is focusing your awareness on the present moment while calmly acknowledging and accepting your feelings, thoughts and bodily sensations in your everyday life. Becoming mindful will assist you with previously existing and added strains because of the COVID-19 pandemic. And the place to start your journey towards mindfulness is right here. I'm pretty sure you've heard of the term burnout somewhere in your life. What is burnout though? Burnout refers to the emotional fatigue and loss of motivation that can occur because of long-term exposure to emotional and interpersonal stresses at work. It is defined as a psychological condition that is common among teachers. As a teacher or teaching assistant, this might sound familiar to you. Burnout includes three interconnected components or dimensions, namely emotional fatigue, disengagement, and a decrease in personal achievement. Emotional fatigue is the stress component. It occurs when you are exhausted and overburdened with work and are depleted of emotional and physical resources. Disengagement involves feeling bitter, irritable, and negative toward others. Does this sound familiar? It's worth noting that you, as a teacher, are at an increased risk of developing burnout. This is especially true given the current restrictions imposed due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Burnout can be detrimental to your overall sense of well-being. But there is some good news. You can limit and prevent becoming burned out by using some of the mindfulness techniques that will be highlighted throughout the rest of this podcast. When we are burned out, we are likely to be cynical or indifferent, and we might become detached in our responses when we are feeling discouraged and experiencing emotional fatigue. This reflects burnout which results from the inability to cope effectively with the demands of a stressful job. Research found that individuals who had high levels of stress were more burned out than those with low levels of stress. Chronic stress can lead to burnout, and this can make us vulnerable to depression. More specifically, burnout results from a complex interaction between ourselves as individuals and the factors in the organization that we work in. Factors that make us vulnerable to burnout include maladaptive coping styles, low self-esteem, and an external locus of control. If we look at organizational influences, then lack of support and communication, an unmanageable workload, and a lack of role clarity could also contribute to burnout. Now the question might be, how can you incorporate mindfulness to prevent something you cannot identify? While we have your back, these are a few characteristic symptoms of burnout that you, as a teacher, can look out for. Do you experience a general feeling of being worn out? Physically and emotionally, do you tend to, for example, get headaches or feel down more often than not? Especially in the challenging time of COVID-19, this might be something we are likely to experience. Do you sometimes struggle to be creative? Are you cynical about life and your prospects? Well, you've guessed it, you might have burnout. Do you tend to create distance between yourself and different components of your job as a teacher? Are you sometimes inclined to feel lack of commitment or less committed to your job as a teacher? Do you sometimes feel that your attitude needs a little work? Do you struggle to sleep at night? Well, it could possibly be that burnout is to blame. 
Burnout can also cause a deterioration in your personal and social relationships because you simply do not have the energy to go out or put any effort into being sociable. If you feel like everything is just too much to handle most of the time, it might be that you are burned out. It might be interesting for you to know that even before COVID-19, burnout has been linked to higher levels of absenteeism, lower productivity levels and a higher probability of resigning. Burnout also often wreaks havoc on your mental health and it can make us more vulnerable to anxiety and depression. Now that we've shared what burnout is about, I'm sure that you as a listener are wondering how being present in the moment could assist in preventing or even overcoming burnout. So let's see how we can define the term mindfulness and I will indicate key aspects that can be helpful for you to use. It is worth noting that mindfulness is more than simply savoring the moment. Mindfulness is a way of purposefully drawing your mind to the present moment and focusing on what the mind presents without judgment. However, the intention is not to change your mental state, but rather to observe and accept it. The three key components of mindfulness include 1. Purpose, which involves intentionally focusing the mind rather than letting it wander. 2. Presence, which is concerned with being fully engaged and attentive to the present moment. And lastly, 3. Awareness, which involves being non-judgmental towards what that moment presents. Mindfulness includes various techniques allowing you as teacher to draw your attention to the present moment and allowing yourself to accept what the mind ultimately presents. The benefits of mindfulness include decreased stress, anxiety and negative emotions, as well as to increase control over ruminative thinking, which is a key cause of depression. Secondly, it leads to greater self-insight and self-acceptance, acceptance of others, compassion and empathy. It gives you a higher sense of morality, intuition, and courage to change. Mindfulness also increases your control over automatic behaviors. Finally, mindfulness increases your levels of self-discipline. Now we get to the fun stuff. Trust me, you are going to love these mindfulness techniques. You can practice mindfulness by means of emotional regulation, mindful eating, mindfulness of smell, and journaling such as self-reflection journals and gratitude journals. Firstly, practicing emotional regulation involves focusing on either preventing or treating the emotional exhaustion of burnout. The idea is to be aware of negative emotions and to regulate them. Let's try this together. Think about a difficult learner in your class. Now think about what he or she did to frustrate you or make teaching difficult. Ask yourself what emotions you feel. How does your body feel? Do not resist these feelings. Do not change them. Allow your body and mind to feel them. Listen to the thoughts that come from these feelings. This exercise can help you to learn how your emotions function. Once you have mastered being aware of these feelings and being present in the moment, you will be able to respond consciously rather than unconsciously to, for example, misbehavior. Secondly, mindful eating entails being mindful each time you sit down to eat. This includes noticing your food, the shapes, colors, and textures, and smelling the aromas. Let us think of eating a chocolate mindfully. Yes, now is the time to drag the chocolate closer. What do you see as you look at this perfectly wrapped chocolate? Notice the color of the wrapping, the texture. What does the wrapping tell you about what awaits you inside? As you unwrap the chocolate, notice the crackling sound of the wrapping. 
Look at the chocolate. Notice its appearance. What do you see? Is it rectangular or round? Is it long or short? Does it have layers? Are there markings on it? What do you smell? Does the chocolate have a distinct smell? Does it remind you of anything in particular? Maybe a specific flavor? Take it all in before experiencing your first small bite. Our taste buds register tastes more vividly during the first few bites. Chew slowly, paying attention to the release of flavors and the sensations associated with eating. Continue thoughtfully, deliberately, until you notice feeling satisfied and then stop and reflect. As they say, if you love food, spend some time with it. Take your time to experience the positive emotion it brings. Thirdly, we have mindfulness of smell. Envision yourself drinking a cup of coffee. I really hope the water already boiled because it's time to put that coffee stick to use. Once again, you need to pay careful attention to each step. However, pay special attention to the strong aromatic smell of the warm, hot drink you get to enjoy during your busy day. What do you smell once you add the water to the cappuccino powder? How do these aromas make you feel? Notice the thoughts, emotions and feelings this experience brings to you. Lastly, journaling can help you become aware of your goals, achievements and your strengths, which can increase your personal accomplishment and sense of autonomy. Journaling involves writing down your experiences, thoughts and feelings. It helps sharpen your focus, turns your attention inward, increases positive thoughts and it's easy to implement with little or no cost and can be practiced anywhere at any time. The journals could also focus on self-reflection. This is a more personal process that can deepen your understanding of yourself and can lead to significant discoveries or insights. It can assist us to identify our strengths and weaknesses while shedding some light on possible areas that need improvement. This can be facilitated through journal prompts such as asking yourself, what is my greatest strength? What challenge do I want to embrace? And what am I in control of in this moment? Please find the link to the webpage on which you can access a server of character strengths for free in the Gratitude Journal. Just log in, register for free, take the values and action test and find out what your character strengths are. We added a Gratitude Journal which you can use daily to record and remind yourself of what you are grateful for. However, I would suggest that you personalize your journal and journaling. Be creative and create a journal your mind can wander in. Gratitude journals focus more on expressing gratitude to increase feelings of happiness, motivate higher life satisfaction, meaningfulness and productivity. Gratitude journals are used to take note of the things that you appreciate, things that make you happy or things you have accomplished. These journals can include, for example, writing down five things I am grateful for, four things I am looking forward to, three things I accomplished today and two people I am grateful for in my life. The 560 rule suggests that you plan 5 minutes out of every hour, which consists of 60 minutes, to engage in a mindfulness activity which can be mindful eating or mindfulness of smell or mindful journaling. What is important about the 560 rule is that mindfulness should become a lifestyle. You should make time in every hour to be mindful. Think about a 5 minute mindfulness smell session when preparing your cup of coffee in the morning, mindful eating during a break and journaling during off periods. You need to make time for you during each day. As we conclude our time together, 
I would like to invite and even challenge you as teachers and teaching assistants to implement one of these techniques for only one week at the hand of the 560 rule. That is, be mindful of what you are eating, smelling, what negative emotions you are experiencing, or write in your journal for only five minutes every hour. Don't get discouraged if you forget or get sidetracked. This is not something you succeed or fail at. You are not starting the journey to a more mindful life for anyone other than yourself. What do you have to lose? You will most likely be pleasantly surprised at your experience once you start this journey. Who doesn't want to be less stressed and anxious? Thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast, and I truly hope that you have found it useful. If you would like to explore the concept of mindfulness further, there are some amazing videos on YouTube, such as the 3-Minute Breathing Space. A helpful app and website are the Headspace website and app. This app is available on both Android and Apple devices and has a wide variety of quick mindfulness exercises and meditations that you can do between classes, on the way to work, or whenever you have a couple of minutes to spare. Please find some recommendations on the recommendation page in your gratitude journal. We sincerely hope that you have enjoyed listening to the podcast as much as we enjoyed creating it and that your journey to mindfulness will be a great success. Remember the 560 rule and make mindfulness a lifestyle. As Buddha said, our life is shaped by our mind, for we become what we think. So, create a healthy headspace, listen to yourself, and have some self-compassion, because only then will you allow the space needed for a happier and healthier you to come to light.